Life is kicking my ass, bro. <sighs> Everything is kicking my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything. 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 And like, even though I didn't work as much last week because of my eye, it was still just draining. Because I was still just trying to do like regular everyday shit, but I couldn't. And honestly, like, (laughs) no matter what job I take, no matter how much I think I like a job and a job likes me, I'm just reminded more and more that these jobs don't give a fuck about you. What were you saying? I'm just realizing jobs don't really care. Oh no, not at all. Um, the day that everything happened with my eye, so it really kind of happened immediately. That Saturday, we went to the water park, got splashed in the face. Obviously, water got in my eye. Obviously, I wear contacts. I already have an ulcer. Like the ulcer does not go away. Like once it's there, it's there. Especially since I wear contacts every day anyway. So as long as it doesn't get infected, like everything's fine, everything's good. But a pool full of chlorine and yeah. So obviously it got infected almost immediately. Um and I had clients that next Sunday and both of them were brides. I couldn't cancel on them, but my eye was just running the whole time because it was strained, like whole, and it was making my sinuses drain. So I literally did two brides with one good eye. Talent, legend, um, and I had to work. <laughs> I had to work that night at the bar. So I get there, and I immediately told like the first manager that I saw because I literally am walking in like kind of squinty eyed because at this point it's so bad that like it's light sensitive like any type of like the slightest amount of light that gets in makes it run like way more way more way more so I'm just trying to like hold it close so I'm speaking to one of the managers when I walk in you know they're asking if I was good and I was just like yeah and I told him, I was like, I, I do have an ulcer on my cornea right now, and I think it's infected. Just blew it off. Nothing was really acknowledged. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let me go do my job. So I go behind the bar. I'm behind the bar for a good, like, three, four hours just trying to sling out these drinks, get the shift over with. Till finally, I was like, okay, I can't. Like, I literally can't keep going like this. It's getting worse and worse. I'm trying to hold it, hold it closed, but open, still trying to see. 
I still trying to see out of it also. So I was like, I'm trying to hold it closed, but trying to hold it open. Shit just not working. So I finally just like sat down and I just told one of the managers, I was like, look, I think I need to go at this point. Like I, it's, my eyes just getting worse. It hurts. I can't see out of it. It's getting hard for me to do what I need to do. At this point, it's like eight o'clock. We close at nine. So I'm like, they shouldn't have an issue at this point. Let me go home. Right. So, you know, finally they they had some urgency. Like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going on? What's happening? Like, I'm just like, I told y'all what was going on when I got here. Y'all didn't think like corneal ulcer should sound serious. Right. You like, would think that don't sound like nothing that could just be taken lightly. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, like it's the same thing. It's just getting worse right now. So one of my managers was just like, well, you know, what do you want me to do? Do you, you need eye drops? Do you need what, you know, what do you need? You need an eye patch? Like, let me go get you. And I like, she literally went to Walmart and got me an eye patch in hopes that that would keep me on the clock. But when she got back with the eye patch, she could see that it was so bad that she was just like, well, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll let you go home. At this point, it's like 830. She's like, yeah, they should be able to handle the bar. And I'm like, bro, they could have handled it at eight o'clock. Right. Handled it before eight o'clock. Like, so she got me an eye patch. She was like, well, at least, you know, this will help. It did not like. Because I was only operating off of one good eye for so long, that eye was starting to get strained. Right. So I I was literally halfway home, and I only lived seven minutes away anyway. I was halfway home, and everything was getting blurry. And That's it was scary. the scariest shit of my life because okay. I'm like, damn, like I'm almost here but I can't hardly see shit. Like all I can see is like blurred street lights. Like what the fuck? I should have been sent home before it got this bad. So I don't fucking know, bro. These jobs will try to make you into John Henry. And the thing about John Henry is he dies at the end of that story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be some level of pres- uh, self-preservation. I, bro, it's so stressful and so annoying, and the way that everything is going up right now is making it even harder. Bro, I I retweeted a thing where they said that they expect that recession is going to start the first quarter of next year. Like I told you in that text, recession, that bitch been here. You done been jumping for, for working class people. <clears throat> but it's like ridiculous. I mean, like you got McDonald's is hiring people starting $14 an hour, which I'm not knocking. But it's just if you haven't gotten a raise in the last two years, you're actually making less money than you were making before. And this is fucking bullshit. So hundred dollars to fill up a fucking tank. Food is expensive as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter if you try to go to a grocery store or whatever, you spending a, like an ass load. 
And then if you got a drinking problem, God damn it. <laughs> All my money is gone. <laughs> At least liquor prices ain't killing us. I know. Hey, liquor coming through. They were like, these broke ass niggas got to be able to afford something. Liquor is staying consistent out here. But yeah, it's just, oh no, bro. I just can't. I can't figure it out. Like, I keep trying to, like, think of ways to just get out of the fucking workforce. The only other thing also is that you'll have to, like, even, like, I was thinking about this, like, even if I did start, like, try to start my own business or something, I'm just going to work myself into death with hustle culture. So it's like, what? I don't know. Do I just go back to school and try to get more money that way or what? I don't know, man. It seems like the only way to fucking really survive is either A, be married to somebody and have that combined income or be fucking rich. And I hate how people try to be like, that's how, you know, rich people stay rich because they, they don't spend that much and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like... It's always broke-ass people telling you that shit, too. Like, okay, so you got the message that I did, nigga? Where they do that shit at? Y'all do all this spending and blah, blah, blah. Why do you think rich people blah, blah, I'm just like... For one, they probably were born into whatever money they do got. Most and rich people were born in great situations. Whatever money they they are making is probably some like residual shit that they don't have to do nothing extra for. Like, I wish people would stop acting like it's so much of a science to get rich. If it was, it'd be way more than just one percent of us being rich. And the other thing is people be thinking that like making like six figures or making two, three hundred thousand dollars a year is rich. That's not rich. That's you doing better than a a whole lot of people. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And I would love to make that amount of money one day. But that is not rich. We're not talking uh like nigger rich. We're talking wealth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These motherfuckers trying to look at Warren Buffett. Not knowing Warren Buffett's daddy was a senator. He come from money. Elon Musk come from money. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates come from money. They're not all self-made men. Jeff Bezos got a $100,000 uh, loan from his parents. Nigga. If right. I could borrow a hundred thousand dollars from my parents. Hey. Hey, who, who parents just got a hundred thousand dollars hey. right now? I could make something shake if you give me six figures. I can figure some shit out to make at least a million. I ain't know. I'm not a genius, but I'm definitely not an idiot. If I had the money to do the shit, I could make something shape. It's just annoying, especially like during these times where literally everything is inflating to hear people talking about how to to not be broke. And it's just like, please. It's just like not be broke. Number one, minimum wage been the same for thirteen years. Yeah, minimum wage been seven twenty five since two thousand nine. I was talking to somebody who's got a lot of money, and I was. They were like, "Yeah, you just need to save." You like, how do what? How do you do that? 
saving when you're making less money than you made two, three years ago, even though it, you shouldn't be making less money in an ideal situation, you weren't. But yeah, you can't just save your way. People be thinking you could save your way into wealth. Yeah. You can't save your way into wealth. First of all, you have to have extra money to begin with to be able to save. Now you can you can cut back and cut stop some of the bleeding, but you ain't gonna save your way into wealth. You ain't gonna work your way into wealth. You gotta have a, a mixture of a little bit of luck, hard work. I'm not gonna act like you don't have to work hard to, to get, make the money you're trying to make, but you need like you need more than that. And I wish we didn't just try to like teach everybody this prosperity gospel. Being like, God wants you to be rich. Even if you do save, like, shit be happening. Like, so you save a certain amount and then something fucks up or some kind of emergency comes up or you got to move three months sooner than you thought you would have to move or, you know what I'm saying? Like, something happens with your car or... You get right. sick and you got to live off of that money that you save for a week. And now that's halfway gone. Like, I had to buy four tires last week and a battery. Dollars. Yeah. Rent was last week, nigga. <laughs> that's exactly like, how I felt when I had to go to the eye doctor and spend all this money on extra shit for my eye. Have you noticed that the crypto bros have shut the fuck up? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like they lost all their money when it started crashing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> These motherfuckers is wilding. And now Jay-Z is trying to uh, teach a crypto class to black uh, people for economic empowerment. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I uh, love Hove. I love Hove, but get the fuck out of here with that Only rich people can do all that crypto shit and not be affected by the highs and lows of how it works. But that's also why it's like bullshit because you're telling like Hove ain't got all his money in crypto. He has a diversified portfolio because that's mm-hmm. what rich people do. They ain't telling niggas that shit. And these scamming ass niggas be like, no, just put it all on. You can't lose. can always lose. There is no such thing as a sure thing. Right. And then when you're trying to teach people who are not already statistically wealthy to put everything that they have on the line in order to get wealthy, like, that's wild. I that's a pyramid scheme, bro. Like you can you can dress it up however you want to, but you a scammer. Oh, and speaking of like pyramid schemes, apparently it's a lot of like housing scams that's been going on. I was watching um this lady on TikTok basically talk about how she paid all this money for this house and basically the realtor just sold it to somebody else like she had packed her house up was prepared for that to be her house i guess somebody made her another offer she got scammed out of her money 
So she had to like get a hotel for her and her kids. Her and her kids have been in a hotel for months. Um, and then there were so many people in the comments saying that that had happened to them. Yeah. And I'm like, on top of everything else we're dealing with, people literally getting scammed out of their money in hopes of just a better place to live. Right. Necessity, like shelter. Like you, bro. Look, I get it. I'm a socialist. But God damn it. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, you shouldn't have to bust your ass to have basic human things. Like, I get that. You have to be this stressed out just to be able to survive. Right. We're not talking about like so you can get a boat or you can get your third, fourth house. We talk about motherfuckers trying to pay rent. Apartments. Like just right. surviving an apartment. That shit is wild. I rent this house. Every day my landlord gets at least four calls of somebody trying to buy this house. Luckily, that Luckily, situation the is Lord cares about you, right? Because if he didn't, and he like like that, not even saying if he didn't, like say if he needed the money, if something went bad and he needed the money for this house, he could get good money. Yeah, and they'd be hoping that people would just be like, "Yeah, I don't need this house, I'll sell it," and then now I'm displaced. I know somebody that that happened. The owner was like, they they needed money. They sold the house. They mm-hmm. tried to tell them, look, you got, like, in their agreement, they were like, I need two months for my tenant to find a new place to stay if you're not going to let him stay there. They signed them papers. They were trying to get him out the door that day. Yeah, like, they don't care. They will live. It's literally so many people that I know that find out on a whim that they got to move out of their shit. Yeah. And that shit is just so sad. And I couldn't imagine having that stress. Like, luckily, I ha- I don't have any children. I just got Koopy. It's me and the Coop. But in worst case scenario, if I didn't have housing, I could live at home. I would be okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that safety net. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm blessed, but I'm looking around at my friends that aren't doing well and the people that are just getting by. And I'm like, this shit is fucked up. I really, um, I really feel sad for Kid Fury. Like, I know we, we talked about this during text, but like, First, I saw Crystal send the tweet, and I was like, oh, Lord, like, I hope, you know, nobody lost any family members, like, because <clears throat> she, she did a tweet and delete, too, which made me kind of worry, but yeah. she, she said, like, this may be the last episode, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then when she mentioned Kid Fury, I was like, oh, my God, like, I know his family is important to him. And his job is important to him. And that's really it. Because Kid Fury don't give a fuck about much else. He be so fed up with bullshit in the world. Like, if it's not his family, his close friends, and the podcast. Like, he's very... Those are his priorities. So, I was just like, damn. Like, I really hope, you know, it's not his family. And then 
listened to the episode and I was like, oh, like th- that feeling of like knowing that you were overwhelmed, but not even necessarily by anything externally, but knowing that just emotionally and chemically shit is just getting heavy for you and you have to slow down or even stop doing the job that you love like that shit is what really made me sad because I was like bro that's literally how I feel every time like every week I have to be like bro I can't do it like it sucks because like as much as I don't I don't like calling this like a job cuz we enjoy it and it's fun and like you know what I'm saying but at the same time like it is it is a job um but it's also it's also like just a good outlet and it's like a good time for us like personally cuz we get to talk and whatever and just you know get advice and all that so like the weeks that I just be like so overwhelmed and I can't do it I I never know if it really hurts or helps because I be needing it but right. at the same time like I I can't give much yeah. to it because I'm so stretched out everywhere else yeah everything he said in the last like eight minutes of that yeah, it was so episode, quick, it was short, but it was heavy. I related to every part of it. Dark a- aspects and just the podcasting, because like when he was talking about how if he doesn't, he likes having the time schedules, and if he doesn't, if he's not on schedule, that gives him added anxiety. I was like, yeah, because then like. Like it's one thing into like recording it, and then it's the whole other thing of how am I going to put all this shit together in the story mm-hmm. and make it make sense? Because I don't be wanting to like dial it in, like dial it in, and then not give us the um, episode that we deserve to put out, and not give it to our listeners to where it just sounds like we don't care because we both love doing this and we love people listening to it. But shit is stressful. It's expensive also. And that's the part of it they don't tell you when you start a podcast. This shit is expensive. Yeah. So and then just like not to get too dark, but the the despair aspects of it. That's how I've been feeling the last couple weeks to where it's been some dark moments. Yeah. Luckily I don't tweet or uh put it on social media as much. But any like I'm giving away the game. Look, anytime you you see me post a lot about music, it's because I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. That's my comfort. Like if it's not like jokes and shit. Like a couple like I guess like a month or two ago, I only talked about music. Every post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's wild is I got followed by so many like 
music critics and stuff in the last couple weeks. Well, that's it's, cool. It is, but it's also like, damn. If only I, hope, I knew. He's like, I hope they don't think it. I always just talk about music. And sometimes I just be saying random ass fucking jokes. <laughs> like if I'm in a good mood, like I just be saying crazy shit. Yeah, but, I um, I'm not as present whenever I'm dealing with things. Like I don't post as often, and my posts are always it very emotional text posts or any kind of like video that has to deal with, you know, just trying to keep afloat or something like that. Yeah, I um. I think it was last week or it might have been two weeks ago. I posted a picture on Instagram for the first time in like three, four months. And I think people be thinking it like I don't be posting pictures because like I don't like the way I look or stuff. It's not that at all. I just think it's ridiculous to have a whole bunch of uh, selfies on your fucking Instagram. Who the fuck do I think I am? Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> I think I. Welcome to my Instagram where I have nothing but selfies. But yeah, so like, I mean, it is what it is. But life is hard for a lot of people right now. And I think people should be aware of that. And life is hard for us. Yeah. So for the next couple of weeks, which is probably going to be bi-weekly. Just to ensure we get the most episodes. Because we at least get a couple of opportunities to record. Mm-hmm. So, stay with us. If not, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you, niggas. <laughs> yeah. Another hard thing about last week is, like, global warming is showing itself, like, more and more every year. But we've been getting way more rain and storms in this season where we typically are not we're normally out of like stormy tornado season but right. this every time hit. that I wanted to just like go sit by the pool I was like well shit if I can't do nothing else maybe I, should, I can just go sit by the pool rain storm <laughs> gray cloudy days and I'm just like bro and then it was also like chilly for a couple nights yeah it felt really good a couple nights. I ain't gonna front. It felt good last night after the rain, but like I sat outside and I was watching the uh, lightning bugs, and I felt like a little boy again. I was like, "Oh, they're so pretty out." <laughs> a couple of them nights, I was like, "I don't even know if I need to have shorts on out here." Right for it to be June, like that's wild. A couple of days in the mornings, I I was like, I might need a jacket. And I had forgot I had taken all like my jackets out of my truck. So that day it was raining really hard. I was like, I ain't got no fucking jacket. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. I um Yeah, it's it's rough for a lot of people. And the humidity has been so awful. One day I couldn't get my uh my t- the temperature in the house down. And you know I like to keep this shit cold as fuck in here. Mm-hmm, me too. <laughs> Where you be coming in, you be like, I need a jacket. <laughs> yeah, whenever I sit down, I have to because 
sitting down being still, you can feel that cold. But that'd be the best thing that you need when you're trying to sleep. Um, but yeah, shit's wild, man. Um, before we go any further, I got happy proud pride month to the homies out here. Woo-woo. Gang gang. Gang gang. Uh shout out to our brothers, sisters, and cousins of the LGBTQIA community. Hell yeah. Uh hope y'all have a good month. I hope uh people who are not of the community uh educate themselves on what Pride Month actually is and mm-hmm. what it was started from and specifically how black trans women and black queer people changed American history. So that's my little uh deadly do right moment. Mm-hmm. The uh the history nerds. I've been watching a lot of stuff about uh this queer history. Because I mean of course you don't learn that shit in school. Even my nerdy ass, I didn't learn any of that shit. So I was watching this docuseries called uh shit, I can't even remember. I think it's just called Pride. It's on Hulu. But I'm on like the second or third episode. And they're talking about how uh, the gay rights movement in the 60s and 70s was influenced directly by the civil rights movement. And even the Black Panthers and the more militant black uh, groups directly influenced the ways that they were fighting against the establishment. So it's all been really cool. I also finally watched the third season of uh, Pose. That shit, man, that shit was heavy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, like, the third season it starts in like 1994. It's weird to watch some shit that, like, we were here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We were, ba- like, we were kids, we were babies. But, like, I remember 1994, 1995, and 96. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is also seeing it from, because I was raised in a very religious household, a very conservative house, the way that gay people and queer people were being talked about in churches and the movements that my parents were in and stuff was completely different. Than how it was, they weren't humanized. They were just acting. People treated them like they were just deviants and mm-hmm. all these other things. So it's weird to see uh, that movement from a different lens. And I remember how, like, I remember when Ellen came out and people were like acting like she was going to hell and she was trying to make everybody be gay and all this mm-hmm. other shit. And now you can see that they're doing the same shit with trans people. And it just makes me mad. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, there's no need for that shit. They're fucking people, man. Let people be people. Like, they're just trying to, they're trying to live a life of happiness. That's what all of us want. And I don't feel like the government should tell any of us what the fuck to do with our bodies or who the fuck to sleep with. Right. Two consenting adults or two consenting adults. It don't matter. Or however many adults. That's none of my business. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, yeah. I've just been doing a lot of 
just nerd shit I do. I fan out on some history shit. But yes, I've been learning a lot. It's kind of cool. You can always learn something. I've just been working. (laughs) That's it. That's that. I mean, hey, it's life. Adulthood. It's fucking bullshit, man. I literally feel like work is all I have. Like, I still haven't done anything for my mom for Mother's Day. And it's a whole month later. Hey, life be life, and bro. It's been a hard couple weeks. Yep. Speaking of hard couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, one of America's it couples broke up. Michael B. Jordan and Lori, uh, female future Harvey. <laughs> Not female future. If think like a man was an actual person. <laughs> <laughs> so they had been together for a year and they broke up and it was game two of the NBA finals. And they showed Michael B. Jordan on uh, the Jumbotron. And that man looked like he wanted to cry. He probably did. He, oh, it totally looked like he did. And niggas were like, I know a nigga that looks like he's ready to cry. And that led to a thread of this woman saying, man, this is a safe space. Tell me about a time you wanted to cry in public after a breakup. Yo, some wild. It was some wild. It was some wild shit. I contributed to one. I told about the story I told on the podcast about us being at Agave and Rye and them playing Janet Jackson for two hours. Yeah, and I was good. Today played "Come Back to Me," and my nigga Kim was like, "God damn, they need to change this." (laughs) (laughs) That was last summer, wasn't it? Yeah. Fourth of July. Oh yeah, it was the fourth of July. That's crazy. I know. <sighs> that shit's still hard. I ain't gonna front. I, yeah. Like I, I started looking at some of them fucking uh tweets. And some of them I laughed at, not because I thought it was funny that these people these men went through these traumatic events, but I have been through my own share of traumatic events. The only reason I tweeted about that one is because I had shared it before. It's some shit. I'll never tell y'all. I'll take that shit to my grave. Yeah. Like, and it was people, it was women in there being like, I didn't know men cried after breakups or uh, shared emotions. Like, y'all really bought into the bullshit that like niggas don't have emotions and shit. We're fucking human. Why the fuck wouldn't we be sad about somebody you fuck with not being in your life anymore? I think, you know, social media has conditioned us, too, because niggas like to act hard on social media so often. Yeah, but I can see through that shit. Maybe it's just because I'm a boy or a man that was raised as a boy and socialized as a boy. Yeah, I can see through that shit. You can always sell a hurt-ass nigga. True. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I was reading some of them, and I was like, "Damn, that shit happened to me, bro." I ain't gonna tell them, but that shit happened to me too, bro. And there's some shit that was like, I hope to God that never happens to me. Yeah, some of that shit was crazy. That one about the dude that found out his uh his child wasn't his at six, and then he tried to sue for a uh, uh what's it called uh guardianship mm-hmm. or to, like get parental rights, and they said he had none, and he was like, I still don't have any kids, and that was years ago. That's some heartbreaking shit. Yeah. Like, you lose your firstborn child. And you're just supposed to be okay with it. Because you're a man. You don't have emotions. Yeah. Like, that's some fucked up. Uh, like, I'm, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not one of them niggas that be like, see, the system is set up against men. Nah. I'm just saying from a human aspect, that's some fucked up shit. It's fucked up for any woman to... To have any man believe that a child is theirs knowing that it's not. That is my biggest fear. I will be 100% honest. Because I'm a soft ass nigga. Let's just be real about this shit. (laughs) I am a soft ass nigga with a good heart. Somebody could trick me on some shit and that shit would destroy me. And I would never be able to recover. I'm just being honest. Like, so I know that about me. Mm-hmm. So just like reading these men and like, and them talking about like, they don't trust people. I'm like, of course, why would you trust anybody after that? Yeah, that's hard to come back from. And then also uh, that woman was like, men only. Because women were like trying to tell all they shit about some heartaches and shit. Like, no, we we're talking specifically about men having to act like they are not hurt while being around people, especially our bullshit as unfriendly as friends. Mm-hmm. That'd, be, <laughs> like, that'd be the worst. The niggas them, telling you to suck it up and move on, get you some new pussy, you'll be fine. Right. It's just like that one dude, he tweeted, he was like, we broke up. I went out, said, fuck it. After, uh, he said he had sex with five women in two days, and he re- like he said after that fifth one he realized I'm I'm broken. <laughs> five in two days is crazy. He tried to fuck it away like Solange said. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the other shit niggas be trying to tell you you just need to get back out there. No, you need to heal. <laughs> yeah. Last summer after that shit happened, I uh went on a date with somebody two weeks after. And at the end of that date, I low-key start having a panic attack. Cause like all those emotions are still there. <laughs> and she was she was a pretty girl. She had her shit together, all this shit. A nigga just wasn't ready. And I had to I know I look like an asshole to her. But yeah. So I like, bruh, that I was not ready to start dating again with that girl. Now, if uh, people that listen, it's the girl that I said I didn't like that she didn't know how to use chopsticks. That's just, that's just showing I was a hurt ass nigga. Yeah, the fuck would I be upset that somebody couldn't use chopsticks? But in my irrational brain, like, yeah, she didn't know how to use chopsticks. What kind of bitch is she? Just-, <laughs> just looking for any excuse to not like her. 
I was hurt, nigga. <laughs> I was so hurt. The crazy thing about hurt, though, is like as hurt as you can be behind a situation, them feelings still be right there sometimes. Hell yeah. I'm going to cry later. No, just... <laughs> that is one of our most listened episodes, and I do not like that shit at all. Because I cannot listen to that shit. People I, love pain. They do. Like, the two episodes where we've been going through it the most, like, I ain't even going to say the title of the other one. Like, with you, we were going through it. And them shit was racking up numbers. It's been a couple times. <laughs> Bro, that shit, that shit is not cool. <laughs> I get it as part of the art, but God damn it, you have no idea how bad it was. I mean, you do. But the people listening, y'all have no idea how fucking bad it was. It came out in that episode. Ooh, it's so, ooh I can't even listen to it. <sighs> I don't listen back to any episode. <laughs> Some of them I love listening back to. like Especially any of the ones we guessed. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, like to Michael B. Jordan and Lori, apparently what Lori just said is she wasn't ready to be a mom down, wife. Yeah. She's 25. He's 35, maybe? Maybe 36? He's a couple years older than us. I think he's like 34, right? I think he's... Is he 36? Yeah, I think he's like 36. I feel like he was like born in like 84. But that's also kind of like weird because what are you in a relationship for? You know what I'm saying? If if you're not trying to be more serious with somebody. That's how I feel. But then like other people be like, she, they're young, having fun. But it's like, but I don't know. As somebody reaching my middle uh, 30s, I'm not trying to waste my time with anybody. No, I don't want to. I don't want to develop a serious relationship with somebody just for them to be like, oh, I don't want to be serious a year or two later. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's what dating is for. We were in a relationship. Right. I just feel like he's 30. A committed one at that. Like, that is a serious thing. He's a year older than us. He's 35. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but even I ain't gonna hold you. Like, even a dating situation is shit. Is rough when they just like, yeah, I don't want a relationship. That is fucking, that shit is wild. So mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine being in a relationship and being like, yeah, I don't want this to go any farther. Yeah, that's a bit, that's to me that's strange. But it also shows that, bro, no matter how you look, that shit don't matter. It don't matter at all. And which is, I mean, I guess it's scary for us normal looking ass niggas. <laughs> it's like, God damn. Well, I mean, that's I, it's life. It's life. Like. I will say 
I, this is not going to come off as this. I hope it don't come off as disrespectful. She's pretty. She's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Niggas be hyping her up, though. Yeah. That's because she light-skinned. She light-skinned and thin. That's how the desirability shit goes. With good, quote-unquote, hair. And then when she was up there talking about her eating disorder, I mean, uh, her diet. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, whoa. What did she say? Like 12,000, 1,200 calories a day? And work out twice a day. It's like that sounds. And does Pilates? That sounds. That is starvation, literally by definition. No, the picture that she said she had gained relationship weight and she was as as big as she had ever been. Nigga, she looked damn good. I think she looked better thicker than she does, like super thin. Like, yes, she's more fit, but she's super thin now. Yeah, and but I mean, I respect her. I respect that L.A. Hollywood fame shit. Yeah, like she's desirable in L.A. circles. <clears throat> but I, no lie, I know women that are finer than her. Like real shit. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, it's the game. Not saying she ain't gorgeous because she's gorgeous, but it's just when Meek was saying I want her on my wish list, like nigga. There's tons of bitches that look like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm t- light skin, thin, she's famous, and then also tied to a super famous personality. Right. She has a big name. But I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. It's just got to be weird if you were thinking about starting a family with this person. Yeah, and they just like nah. <laughs> I'll be a, I'll be at a Warriors game crying too. The whole thing is weird, like I said, because it's just like why even go as far as getting in a relationship? I mean, I don't know. I guess that's another thing too. It's like people can change their minds. That's another right. scary part. Like maybe she felt like she wanted to be serious and then realized that she didn't, and that sucks too. Yeah. It's it's one of my biggest fears. Somebody could just change up on you. But like and then also we don't know the actual situation. We don't know if she had told him from up front, I don't want this, this, and this, and then he's like, I mean, we'll see where it goes. People do that all the time also. Yeah, and that's 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 a red flag. If you're a person that's wanting a relationship and the other person is like, let's just see where it goes, it's just like, mm, yeah, no. But then also, some people say they want a relationship. They don't want a relationship. <laughs> that, that could be true, too. Hurt nigga profile. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you then, bitch. <laughs> But nah, like, I mean, that's just that's just the messiness of dealing with other people's feelings. Shit can go awry. I don't know. That shit's pain, though. I ain't trying to have no parts of that pain. So, I and you know what? I normally hate Michael B. Jordan. But, you know, I feel sorry for that chipmunk-looking motherfucker. 
It's like, damn, bro, he's out here. Apollo Creed, son, can't get no fucking play. That's fucked up. Oh, he can get some play. Trust me. Yeah, but I mean, bro. I mean, he can get play, but I mean, that shit gonna hurt anybody. True. I mean, yeah, he can go out and fuck 20 of the finest bitches in the world right now. Mm-hmm. That pain still gonna be there when he go home. When he get in the shower and you just cry. <laughs> yep, that ride, that drive home. Bro, the drive home after a heartbreak is Ooh, where... The drive anywhere. I know. <laughs> Like just tears are just flowing. You listen to some bullshit ass song. You don't ever listen to really good music when you're like really, really sad. Yeah. You listen to like some cheesy, sappy shit. Mm-hmm. And just like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Like I always laugh about that Richard Pryor joke on Live on Sunset Strip, where he's like, uh, getting your heart broken is graduation into being a man. Yes, nigga. You have no idea how bad that, like, because you're not socialized to understand emotion and pain. So you just feel numb. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I can't be no bitch while being a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I like to say it gets easier to my younger brothers. It doesn't. Not at all. It gets way worse. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't necessarily get easier, but if you if you heal the way you're supposed to, you typically learn how to cope better. Yeah, but I mean, every situation is different, bro. I uh, I went to my mom's house for a little bit yesterday, and I told her about that threat. And then I started telling her some of the stories from my dating past about wild, crazy things that women have done. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, yeah. If I told my parents any of the shit that I've been through. Like, she was like, you need to write that down. That's, that's <laughs> like, no, bro, you don't understand. That shit is fucking wild. And yeah. I'm out here navigating. I couldn't tell my parents that shit when it was going on. I don't think I could ever tell my parents any of the shenanigans that I've been going through. For one, because I know they'll probably look at me like, we didn't raise you to deal with these kind of things. And it's just like, yeah, no, but. Life be life, mom. <laughs> life be life and dad. And then it's it's something about. It's something about those harder situations that be the hardest to get over and let go of like it's something about toxicity that it's got a hold on you yeah and i don't i don't know what it is and i'm not just speaking for me i mean for a lot of people like <clears throat> we didn't seen that shit on love and hip-hop and real housewives like people who be in the worst relationships that still just continue to just go through it with each other or they'll call it quits and start back up months later and it get and it be worse and they still be you know what I'm saying just like them toxic shits be having a deeper hold on you. Yeah. But that's 
also why I don't like when people um say stupid shit like toxic sex is best sex. But no, nah, I think you're just that's the only thing y'all can agree on. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all both toxic. Mm-hmm. So y'all think the sex bomb is fuck. But it's just That's the only way that y'all connect. Okay. It's just like that uh Eddie Murphy joke when he was talking about like when women don't have sex right away and then you wait for months and then you finally get sex and you think it's like the bomb and he's like no nah, like it's just like if uh you were starving on the desert and you got a cracker and you're like god damn that's the best cracker I ever had <laughs> right you're right exactly it's the same shit you be thinking toxic sex is the, is the shit but it's like no nah, you just starving for any attention Mm-hmm. Or like uh, connection to somebody that you're just like, oh, just a bit like no, you're missing everything else, all the nutrients you need mm-hmm. for a healthy relationship. But the sex is cool, so you like, oh, this, this is why I'm with this person. Just string that shit along. I feel you. Like it, it's life, man. We adults, we can be real about this shit. This shit. Deliver me from toxicity. Oh, Lord. Who we? <laughs> you, yeah. ever, you ever wonder if you're toxic? Mm-hmm. I be wondering that all the time. I had to tell yeah. somebody the other day because we were talking about future and I was talking about how much I like future and I was like, I'm not toxic. <laughs> I think I think it's it's different ways and different levels of toxicity. Like there's definitely toxic people who are toxic because they haven't healed. And then there's also like, I feel like my toxic thing is just not having enough boundaries, like giving people too many chances. And it might not necessarily be toxic to the other person, but it ends up being toxic for me. Right. Same. Because you give people chances in hopes that, you know, every every time will be different and better. And usually it's not. Yeah. But then it just gets hard to let go of that person. And even if you know it's not going to work out in the long term, you'd be like... But I like hanging with this person when it's good. And be like, bro, gotta move on. But then he'd be bored. Let me me hit up this person. (laughs) In the block. Because it's like, the other thing about like shit like that is you're not having to invest in any new person. You're with somebody familiar. Mm -hmm. They know your quirks. They know the shit you like. The shit you don't like. You have inside jokes and shit. But yeah. it'll take away the fact of what what the truth is. The shit ain't meant to work out. Mm-hmm. This is my therapy session, guys. <laughs> Not just yours. <laughs> this is a joint therapy session that we've needed for three weeks. <laughs>
I did kind of want to talk about like, I guess social media shit, but I feel like lately, like women especially, or girls, I say, because they're like younger girls, but I feel like there's so many girls lately trying to be like an it girl. Like everybody wants to be an it girl on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's very weird because I feel like people aren't being themselves. Like when you just focus on trying to be that girl, are you really being yourself? Because I feel like there's so many components that come with what you have to do to be that girl. Like keeping up with wardrobe and hair and nails and your outings and making sure everything is so aesthetically pleasing. And I don't... I know they're definitely you know, men that are the same way, but it's not the same as I see a lot of, a lot of these want to be it girls doing. And it's just very annoying. <laughs> like just watching all these girls put so much effort into making everything look so perfect about what they're doing. And it's just like, how much money are y'all putting into this shit? And people are living above their means trying to make this shit look cute on the gram. And I'm very much just over it. Like everybody just wants, everybody wants this like level of fame I I think I don't even know I I can't tell if it's fame or money or what it is but I feel like everybody is just trying to just be in the spotlight for the sake of being in the spotlight and (laughs) but what it what is it worth you know what I'm saying like I don't know it's just I can see through it a lot of times yeah because I mean from a certain level of expertise, you know the level of makeup and hair that goes into these looks. Right. And then we both fashion junkies, so this shit ain't cheap. And then we also know how much all this equipment and shit costs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not sustainable. And it's no long-term plan. You're just trying to get on and what be a rapper's girlfriend? Uh the fuck is that? <laughs> like you're not preparing for anything. You're just hoping to put yourself in a situation to get chose. And my thing is it's like um what was I gonna say? Um First of all, like it, it, it can only be so many it girls and it guy. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody right. can't be the it person. 
this the social media is too vast for that. There's too many people on social media. There's too many popularity contests going on. Right. And it's so it just feels like a big competition. Yeah, and it's like it I also be looking at like these people starting podcasts the same way. And not to say that we weren't like that, but it's just like at a certain point you gotta look at it as your art. And you're not trying to make money off of it. If we make money off it, it'd be cool. But the goal is to put out a quality product. And that's the focus of it. But people aren't when you put all of your uh eggs in trying to be an it girl trying to be the one with the looks, trying to be the one that's dating these famous people and all this shit. We also know that people be passing around the same people. Yeah. So it's an even smaller pool. I mean, you can get flued out. (laughs) The quote, the legendary philosopher, Carisha, you can get flued out, but that don't mean that that man taking you home to his mama. Exactly. Like what what even is an it girl or an it guy? Like why are you it? Because you can dress? You know what? I'm gonna be honest. I don't think we have it girls now. No, I mean it's a couple. You know I'm saying like I'm saying like Halle Berry in the nineties was an it girl. Right. Like like where we got looks. We got legendary outfits, all this stuff. These people be cute for a moment. But the thing about it is, like, it's one thing to be an it girl as somebody that's already a celebrity, or you know what right. I'm saying. But like, like these they had people a... who actually, when you're not a celebrity, you you are literally trying to make your life. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you were literally trying to make a career out of being an it girl instead of that following your career. You know what I'm saying? Like Halle Berry being an it girl followed her career. Right. Followed her being a model and an actress. It just, yeah. It just came with it. But like, actually, she had skills. Putting effort into being an it girl just seems like so much. And it's just like, why? You got to have a personality and you also have to have skills. Everybody's not going to have a Lori Harvey it girl face. Lori Harvey doesn't talk. Right. Like, that's. I mean, it is what it is, but like, let's just be honest. Most people don't. Beauty is cool and all. But people like personality. If you ain't got no personality, you ain't going to go far with this shit. Exactly. So, like, it don't matter all the BBLs you get, all the uh, lipo you get, all the uh, face shit you get done. If you ain't got no goddamn personality. I mean, you trying to be a Kardashian without Kardashian money or the machine. Kim Kardashian only exists because of Kris Jenner. Right. And to me, I just it just seems like so much work to do to do that. Yeah. But that's also why people are burning out and trying to think that they have to do this thing. Like it's this one TikTok person 
that like I think like the last couple of weeks he had to move out of his like fancy loft that he was paying like two mil like he was paying some ridiculous amount. He was actually like Airbnb in it. Mm. But it's not it's not called Airbnb. It's some kind of rich shit where you rent out a space for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Extended stay. But it's like so he had to move into in with a friend that was more affordable and stuff. But it just showed that people are not living on a an actual budget. They're just doing all this shit for the gram. They don't own these cars that they're out here showing off. And and people that don't know any better be thinking that they really living like this. Like, nah. That's not how this works. I just, I don't know. I feel sorry for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Like that time that my uh my middle nephew was like, I want to be a YouTuber and I'll get 10,000 subscriptions. I'm like, bro, do you know how hard it is to get 10,000 subscriptions? <laughs> we don't have 10,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah, if you like, once again, if you don't already have a certain level of fame, yeah, work yeah. your ass off to get to even just a thousand. That first thousand trickles in the slowest. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Keep hitting me up. They called me the other day trying to get an ad on the thing. I said, I gotta talk to my co-host. I'm I'm thinking I'm just gonna say no. Because they were like, I was like, How much y'all trying to spend? And he was like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. This shit ain't free. Right. The le- do y'all see the level of product? This ain't no regular shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got shit in different areas. <laughs> this ain't no homemade shit. First of all, where where does why does anybody think they can promote and advertise anything for free anywhere? Especially a religion. <laughs> Even like high school sports and elementary sports that have sponsors like that shit don't be free. Like, no. None like, of it is free. And then, plus, if you're going to be on some <laughs> bullshit, you at least got to pay me. You got to run us our fucking coin. And then they were like, we were thinking about uh, doing a commercial with a skit. And I was thinking, oh, baby, I want to hear this skit because it's on some whole temperature. Ooh-wee. And I was talking to the guy. Associate that with our podcast? I don't I don't know. It's giving okay. no. <laughs> it is giving very much no. But <laughs> the troll in me wants to at least hear this shit. Just so I <laughs> like and I'll record it and then we'll make a salad clip out of it and just roast them niggas for the rest of eternity. <laughs> like that is right up our fucking alley. <laughs> my thing is too is like people who do be wanting us to add for them, do y'all even listen? They are, y'all, are y'all listeners? There is no way that they have listened at all and thought these are the niggas that we could spread our hotepish message. The niggas that blatantly laugh at them every fucking episode. Oh, you one of them niggas. Oh. That's your Sabbath nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Mm. Yeah, this is giving no, but it's just funny. I'm like, how do these niggas keep getting my fucking phone number? Is your phone number listed on your IG? Is it? No. 
it was at that one time, but like when they both, when that one person hit both of us up, and I was like, "How did you get this?" He's like, "It's on your Instagram." I was like, "Oh no, it won't be after this." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they got my number. Yeah, that's scary. Very much so. Um, because the number I also did have on the website was a Google number, which I didn't renew after a while. So I don't know. It's 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 just some weird shit going on. Mm-hmm. I do want to collaborate with people, but it's just it's. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I um. Yeah, it's stuff we got to do. It's just I I know we got to just figure this other shit out, and then we can go from there. I feel like if we rest a little bit this summer and then hit the fall, we'll be okay. I do want to start going to like some of the events and stuff. People will start tagging us and uh, some of like the music events and stuff. I oh, do yeah. kind of, I'll take my camera and just go take some pictures and network, do all that shit that I used to do. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so long ago though. It does. I lost myself, Kim. I think we both did. Yeah. I just didn't realize how much I lost myself. And I'm trying to be okay with that, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's hard to forgive yourself for things, yeah. especially when they still haunt you. Yeah. What? I need to disappear. <laughs> I know. Let For me like be invisible. <laughs> yeah, I be. I've been having that feeling a lot lately. Like if I, if I went like if I disappeared for just a little bit, like <laughs> it'd be okay, right? Right. I come back. Everything be cool. Everybody be like, where were you? I disappeared for a little bit. It was getting rough though. All you can do is try. I'm tired of trying now. Same. <laughs> Look, I be, I be trying to be rational about shit, but every now and then them irrational thoughts be like, nah, fuck that nigga. Swear to God, every day, <laughs> all the time. Yesterday, I was like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm going to go hang out some take some pictures and shit. And it was like, nah, I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch Pose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> And the category is live. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. All right. Well, thanks for talking. <laughs> it's rough, bro. Yeah. It is. Just like I said, day by day is all I can do. Yeah. I don't know. Like the hopeless romantic in me, I'd be like, maybe. Like it's always a, it's always an opportunity I could meet the love of my life tomorrow. And be like, nah, probably won't happen. But look, <laughs> one day, someday. Fingers crossed. 
That's all we can do. Pray and cross our fingers. That might be the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) Oh, man. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.